founder of Allison's Brand School, and technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Hello, my empire builders, my boss babes. Welcome to Business Therapy Episode 29, Trusting the Process with Because of What Happened. I am so thrilled, so excited for this episode. This is do I say this every time? You guys, I don't remember what I say. I like can't remember if I've recorded something for a podcast episode or if I have said it on stories or if I've written it in an email or if I've put it in my book or if it's like a conversation I had with a friend. It's like, I don't know if I'm losing my mind or if I just have a lot of content going out. It might be a combination of both. But this is definitely a unique episode. I had just such a special experience talking to Miriam I'm so grateful to be bringing awareness to her product, which we're going to get into and we're going to talk all about it. But long story short, Miriam has this beautiful product of a deck of cards with affirmations and really powerful mantras specifically catered to people who have suffered from any sort of trauma. And they're beautiful. And I really, really want you guys to check them out at least at because of what happened. That's where you can find the cards and you can go and you can see Miriam And you're just really going to enjoy this episode about trusting the process. I just want to share, like, while I was talking to her, I just, I, you know, I, it's business, you guys. And I try to give you, you know, concrete business things. But we know that our life is directly affected by our business and our business is directly affected by our life. And I think when we try to separate the two, when we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable in a business setting, we're denying whole sides of ourselves. I actually love it or hate it. I watched a bunch of the Goop Lab episodes on Netflix recently, and they were talking about the place of vulnerability in one of the episodes in in culture and society. And I was paying attention just in the Goop Lab episodes, okay, to how many times people would get emotional and then how often they would start to apologize for that emotion. And here I am even having this really beautiful experience with Miriam that had to do with her business, almost trying to give you like a disclaimer or excuse it. But honestly, what happened is as I was talking to her, I was just overcome with so much love for her, so much empathy, like it's sympathy empathy. I'm not going to pretend you have gone through what she's gone through, but I just felt so connected to her. And I just felt really inspired <laughs> to say what I said. And I'm so grateful for the way that it was received by her. But I also believe that what I said is true for everyone. So I'm going to talk about how we can trust the process. And rather than try to control it and figure everything out, sometimes, most of the time, what we really need to do is just show up and allow just show up and allow. And so I'm going to let you guys just listen to the episode and then we're going to have our business therapy questions. I'm so excited. So here's Miriam from Because of What Happened. Ashley and I love what you're doing. And so just to kind of introduce what you're doing, because we know what you're doing. So we would just jump into it. You have these beautiful decks of cards and it's because of what happened, affirmations for survivors of sexual assault, abuse, or trauma. And what Ashley was just saying is one of the things you love about these cards is... So when you first open the deck of cards, it kind of gives, there's a card for how to use the cards. Yeah. And one of the things that I liked is that it says, remove any cards that are triggering or unsettling, tuck them away somewhere away from your deck. So I kind of like that right from the get-go when you're giving this to someone, that they kind of get permission to go through and be like, oh, that one doesn't work for me and they can move it aside. So like a book or something, I feel like it's different because everything's all together, but I kind of like from the cards, you get to pick and choose the things that you need to hear the most. Well, and what I love is just in, you know, the the work I've done with the children. Children's Justice Center, which helps serve children who have suffered from sexual or physical abuse, is one of the most important things to do for the survivor of any 
trauma, but, you know, especially the children or the sexual assault is to give them the power back and they try to empower them with as many choices as possible. Yeah. So I think that's like so the, cool along that immediately yeah. you're drawn to that, but you're already doing that. You're already empowering them by giving them choice over Thing. Just because you bought this deck to help you in your trauma doesn't mean that all of it has to be right for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And there's also the blank card so they can write in at the back. Oh, that's awesome. And what's the price point of these cards? So I'm selling them right now for 25 Okay, awesome. I mean, I think that's a really... I was just curious. I think that's a really good price point. It's like, there's like a lot of options like on Etsy, yeah. but none of them are like specifically curated for assault. Yeah. They're just kind of like... Happy words. That's what I think is so cool about, like, so just some examples are I'm allowed to feel angry. I can't, we can't talk to her without crying. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm a normal person. I cry a lot. Yeah. I'm allowed to feel angry about what happened. I know when it's appropriate to talk about what happened. That is such an empowering thought right there. And I love this because I'm allowed to feel angry about what happened. I wouldn't say like, you know, of course being hit by a car is very different than sexual assault. I never mean to compare traumas, but sometimes I might feel angry about what happened, but like, I don't recognize that I felt angry about it. Mm -hmm. And so I might even pick up this card on a day where I'm like, not in that place of anger. And I don't think I need to hear this, but then I hear it and I'm like, yeah, I can if I want to, you yeah. know, like it's just, I get a good healing problem. Yeah. So tell me, what do you want to talk about today? What are, What's your pain point? So the parts that are my problems, like Miriam problems, I feel like I get from the Allison show podcast, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, when I was preparing, I like had questions and I was like, okay, I already answered that one. But then I feel like with my business, some of the things I'd like to talk about are the types of posts that I'm doing. I like want to keep my balance between community and the marketing thing, like in the IDC mm-hmm. course. And so kind of talking about what, as far as the marketing, what would be the best things to be posting. And I have some examples that we can talk about. Okay. And then the influencer marketing. I did influencer marketing for one of my friends for her boutique. And when I worked for her, I actually listened to the influencer course. And then I listened to it again and I really like it. And when I reached out to you, I was like, it's really awkward because I really don't have any yeah. budgeting for marketing. Uh-huh. And I feel guilty, like asking for people to just share. But I'm like, I also feel like it does provide them with a connection to their the people they're sharing with. But I also, an issue with that is like, I, I have a hard time with expressing that it's not a triggering thing to share the cards. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who have been or who haven't been assaulted maybe are like, well, I don't want to like trigger my followers. And like a bunch of them unfollow me. Mm. Like, that's not really like that wasn't my experience at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was like quite opposite. And a lot of people are like, well, I just like don't feel comfortable sharing it. Sorry. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Cause I get some people haven't like dealt with their own abuse. And so there's like all of that. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not about you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then also I don't have a website. I'm selling through Etsy and I think it's really good because there's a lot of advantages with selling through Etsy. Like they do a lot of promoting for me, depending okay. on if I go along with kind of what they're doing, like their sales. And I get discounts for shipping if I use Etsy. But then I'm also like, I want to, my goal is not to be selling on Instagram and through Etsy, like doing all of this myself. Yeah. Because I'm in the thick of like my own healing right now. Like yeah. I'm in the middle of a lawsuit, like yeah. in the middle of it. And I'm like, I enjoy this and I, it's good. I like helping other people, but my goal is not to keep selling through Etsy. I would like to eventually be selling pretty much wholesale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I think, so one of the things, I don't remember what podcast it was on, but you said, go where your people are. Like, mm-hmm. The people who are going to purchase my product, which I was thinking is mostly women. It's like nearly half of women in their lifetimes were assaulted. And so I was thinking boutiques, bookstores, and then counseling offices. Yeah. And I think an easy way. So right now they're in these little Muslim bags. Yeah. And I'm kind of, so I invested, I donated plasma for two months to pay okay. for my cards. But that's not okay. Oh my that's kind of true. Like, do you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I paid for them Yeah. and I was like, okay, now I'm just going to use the money from the cards. So I sold the first batch and I was like, sweet, I can order double the amount of cards. Yeah. So I sold that batch and now I ordered the next thing. And I'm like, if I can sell this full third batch, then yeah. I can pay for the boxes. And once awesome. I have the boxes, it has what it is on the front of it. Yeah. I have like the SKUs and whatever I can sell yeah. it to like Barnes and Noble or like yeah. boutiques. And then, but right now I'm, I feel like I need to start selling to counseling offices yes. and like bulk so mm-hmm. that they can either sell them or distribute them. Do counseling offices sell products? They don't. And that's that's my yeah. issue is like I go to a therapist and I can't see them having product for sale. And mostly like, so I done two craft fairs and it was 
really, really hard. It was exhausting because yeah. like, were you assaulted? And so, like, I'm telling oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's gosh. awful. Yeah. This did not occur to me that people would ask you that question. It's exhausting. It's probably a, convers- yeah, a conversation you're really bringing up a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, like, leave. So, the two crafters I did actually did an Instagram story. And I was like, so, apparently, I threw up now when I had anxiety. Yeah. Because I'd get done with the craft fair. I'd leave, and I'd vomit. And then I'd pretty much be in bed with migraines for the next three days. Yeah. So it's really hard. But it's really good because I'm counselors say they see my huge sign behind me that says sexual assault. And they're like, so what is this? And they're like, I would like to buy these for my office. And so it's counselors, social workers. So they would buy it for themselves. Yeah. And they're not, they're like, how many can I buy? Will you give me a discount? So they like, generally they're like, I want to buy 15. And then they want to give them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really smart. So I need to figure out like how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think that's my next I yeah, I was, I was going to say, so, so my very first thought is my, I have a question. Do you feel like people buy these as a gift or for themselves typically? Okay. So through Etsy, they can select like if they're, yeah. there. and from Etsy. So the way that I'm doing is like on Instagram, people are following me. And most of the time people who are following me are people who've been abused. It's not really people who know someone. Yeah. And so, but on Facebook, it seems like those are the people yeah. who buy them for other people for some reason. Okay. Or okay. crafters. So crafters, everyone comes to me and like, oh, I'm going to buy these for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And it's very rarely. Like someone comes up and like cries and is like, I need to buy this for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on it's Instagram. kind of vulnerable. Yeah. And Instagram is mostly the place where like my traffic to like Etsy is from and mm-hmm. it's mostly people buying them for themselves. I was going to say that I think that people are going to buy these for themselves because if somebody gets sexually assaulted, I have to be close enough to that person that I know about it within the amount of time that it feels appropriate to buy them something, which to be fair, any amount of time, but I think people, it's even like when somebody passes away, people are hesitant to bring up the name of the person who passed away. And I heard this advice one time and I'm like, they're like, we're always thinking about the person's name. Say their name. You're not, not thinking about your assault, but they might think it's been three or four years I don't want to hand these to her and bring it up. And so it's such a narrow parameter to be able to gift that thinking of it in terms of people are either buying it in bulk because they're in a healthcare profession or they are buying it for themselves. Yeah. And right? it's like at the craft fairs, it's like most of those people are buying for other people because they say, oh, I know so-and-so. Like they're opening up to me about someone else. And they question, they're like, would this be a good gift now? And I'm like, 100%. Yeah. If you give these to them, they're going to like them. But you give them to them and you say, I know you opened up to me like one time. Yeah. I bought these for you. If you don't want them, that's fine. You can throw them away. You can give them away. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. And then that's what, you know. You know, I think that's really empowering. And one of the things that's missing from you not having a website is I would say, or, and and maybe you have this on your Instagram page, how to gift these to a friend. I don't. And I was thinking about how to like do that. Do like a little. A series of stories Mm -hmm. or or, or written or you talking. It is a script, right? So if you provide people with a script on how to give these, I think that's really empowering. Yeah. Cause I think as someone like, I know people that I love that have been through this and you do want to help them and you have no idea what to do. So I love the idea of having some kind of way to support or help them, but yeah, feeling a little awkward about the next steps and how to do it and how to have that conversation. So I love that idea. How do you feel your ultimate goal is, you know, I'm assuming to get these into the hands of as many people as possible. It seems like, and this is just what I'm picking up. Like you felt very called and inspired to create this. And even though you're still in the middle of your own healing, even though you're donating plasma to do it, like you overcame a lot to create this. Yeah. What do you see for yourself going forward? Um, let's, let's pretend, let's pretend that these are in the hands of a uh, half a million people. Okay. What do you want to be doing? I would just like to be so emotional. Yeah. I just want to share like on Instagram, like the real stuff that I'm actually going through that okay. I don't want to say like, it's, this is going to sound so awful, but someone DM'd me and they're like, I said, if you saw the person who abused you, what would you do? And the lady was like, I would walk up to them with a sledgehammer and I would smash their head in. Yeah. Which sounds awful, but everybody who's been assaulted goes through like this period of rage and no one wants to say it. And you feel so isolated in that idea that like you're crazy and you want to kill somebody. Yeah. Basically, like you don't want to kill somebody, obviously, you know, but, no. there's but I want to very... share like that type of idea so that like the little girls or the moms who are by themselves, who can't make friends because that's all they're thinking about can like connect with me and know that what they're going through isn't, doesn't need to be isolating. Yeah. It's part of their story and it doesn't need to be hidden. They can tell it 
and it can affect them and it doesn't matter. Why do you feel like you can't share that now? My lawsuit. Oh, okay. Yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. I can't share anything. Yeah. Right yeah. I can share that it happened and I can share my emotions in very tiny ways. Yeah. I yeah. Share a lot can you share like anonymously when she shares that with you? Is that something you could share to help other people connect to that without it a being your own? A lot of the time people want me to mm-hmm. like, but sometimes I, it's like, I just have to get over it myself. I just need to be more. Okay. So here's what I want to say. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You overcame so much and like pulled yourself by like your teeth and nails to where you are right now. You freaking donated your blood. Yeah. Like, like these cards actually have your blood as part of them. Okay. (laughs) This is a different interview. I just feel this really strongly for you is you needed to create these and you created them. And now what you need to do is you need to just continue doing what feels healing to you. What continues to feel good to you and trust that there is a bigger plan at work for these. There is. There's a bigger plan at work for these. Somebody is going to see these and they're going to help you get them to more people. Somebody's going to get access to these and they're going to know how to get them in a bookstore. I just feel so bold. I feel like you don't need to figure this out. You don't need to figure it out. You need to heal and you just need to share what you feel you can share when you feel you can share it and everything else is going to work out. Thank you. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. because this is a different product, but also I would venture to say that for every product I'm talking about, but really you figured out what you needed to figure out. You brought them into existence. You birthed them. Okay. Like they're here. I think the best thing that you can do to inspire people is to speak when you can at events. How do you feel about that? Okay, so I had an event. Okay, tell me about it. I'm actually, so when I was in high school, the hard thing is I was abused in high school. Okay. And so, but when I was in high school, I I was like a national speech champion. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so I really, I enjoy speaking and I enjoy writing. And so I had this event. I was like, I'm just going to test it. I'm testing the safe space. So I had an event for 25 survivors. Not very many people bought tickets. I gave away like 20 tickets. Awesome. That's always what happens. Yeah. But I like broke even. So I was like, yeah. But I was um, $40, I think. Okay. Yeah. And it was good. There was like a, there was survivors and dinner. Awesome. Yeah. It was good. And so I feel like everybody who came like really got a lot out of it. And, but I spoke and I was just like, had that like imposter syndrome so hard, which like I'm working through and I feel like I'm getting more acquainted with myself speaking, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like, I spoke and I didn't know how anyone took it and they were all staring at me. And yeah. I was just like, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's just like hard because I mean, through speaking. So if I'm speaking to survivors, it's safe. Right. And I know they're going to mm-hmm. take what I'm saying and they're going to appreciate it. But if I'm speaking to a crowd of like 20,000 people, I'm probably not. Maybe I will. Who knows? Whatever you want to do. A large number of people. Let's say 200 people. Yeah. There could be rapists there. There could be people who are just like, this is a lot of time, like at crackers, hundreds of people walking past my booth. And they're just like, they just shake their head. They're just, they don't appreciate it. And they say, they're like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, right in front of me. And I've yeah. had so much of crafters. Yeah. But yeah. it's Can just you hard. Not do any more crafters, please. I know I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I was like, I was like, I'm really proud <laughs> of you. Like not... I'm not trying new things. It's but over. let's not do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. I Good. went to the first one okay. and my friend came to the second one. She was like, no. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it's not a safe space. And that's no. you know what? Like what I think is so incredible about you is like so many people would have stopped because they didn't have enough money for boxes. And you're like, no, I'll put them in a cute bag. And I didn't for a second think, oh, these cards aren't in a box, they're in a bag. I'm like, oh, they're in a box. Like, it didn't even occur to me. Do you know what I mean? I just was like, it it just, if they were in a box, great. They're not in a box. I still have this beautiful deck of cards, right? And so I love that you didn't let any of those things stop you, which just shows like you have so much resilience and so much intuition as to know what to do to get something done, which is why I feel super, super confident saying, Miriam, you know what to do to get things done. Anything you want to get done, you can get done. The reason certain things may or may not be getting done in this moment is because you just need to give it time to heal. Yeah. Right. And when it comes to speaking, I just want to give you like a few tips I have learned from speaking. Specifically, I've started speaking. I didn't want to talk about being hit by a car because I didn't want people to come up and talk to me afterwards. And I remember one time I went to this small group. It was like maybe 20 women. And this woman got up and spoke and she said, and she shared this horrific experience of, of being attacked. And it was just really horrible. 
I mean, a really gruesome story that is like almost salacious because of how intense it is, right? And she said, hey, I'm going to share this story and I'm going to share the details I feel comfortable sharing. And I feel comfortable sharing it, but after I'm done, I don't want to discuss it any further with anyone. And she just said that. And I was like, you can do that. Yeah. You can tell people that you don't want to, right? And and so she did that. And so now when I speak and I'm talking, I'm in front of 3,000 people. I'll say, I'm going to share a story with you that happened to me. And honestly, the more people I'm speaking to, the less I need to say it. If it's a group of 100 or 200 people, then I need to say it because then they have more access to me after. But I go, hey, I'm going to share. And this is especially when it was closer to my accident. I'm going to share some details. I'm going to show you some photos even actually. But afterwards, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Everyone okay? Okay. Yeah. And then I move on. And I mean, I know Brie Lassie from Fight Like Girls and she speaks with Elizabeth Smart and they're, they're incredible, right? And I do know from, from talking to Brie and her sharing with Elizabeth, I mean, people come up and they say crazy things. And it's really, really difficult. And so you can't ward yourself off from everything, but there are definitely things you can do where you only want to speak at women's events. Done. You just say that. I'm only going to speak at events where the, I'm speaking to women. Yeah. And I think right there, because of the concerns you brought up, like that's going to maybe immediately ease some concerns for you. Yeah. Right? Just because of my circumstances. Exactly. And also, guess what? You, it's your gift and your story. And you get to share it how you want to share it. That's it. And like this idea, we're going to share our gift. we got to put it out there. You get to choose. Like you get to, just like that choice of like, you get to take the card out of the deck if you want to. You get to choose how you want to share it. I do think that if you continue to share your story, share other survivors' stories, and talk about your cards, you don't need to worry about anything else. How does that feel to you? That's good. Does that feel like a release? Yes, totally. Because I think it's awesome that you have a goal of focusing on the cards right now, but why do you think that is? Well, like the reason I made them, like one day, uh, it's just been like the last five years has been really hard. Yeah. And so I was just like sitting at my table and I just started writing down like things because I Googled it and I couldn't find any like affirmations. And I was just like, I want ones that are exactly what I'm feeling right now. And then my daughter yeah. was like painting and like there was paint everywhere and I was just like I'm just gonna paint at the same time yeah so I started making them and like immediately I was like oh my gosh this is really helping me feel better yeah and my husband came home and I was like this is it like I'm gonna heal myself I'm gonna heal the world (laughs) yeah done yeah yeah I think that's awesome but also um how often do you share that story I shared it one time (laughs) okay because I so I was actually thinking I was gonna ask you actually yeah because I see a lot of people when they like have their Instagram because I'm gaining like let's say like 50 followers every few weeks or something awesome. like that. Yeah. And I'm like, how often am I supposed to be retelling people? Cause I don't want the people who are already following me to be like, oh, she's always talking about this. And I know they probably won't cause they're survivors soon. They're like, yeah, yeah. they feel the need to tell their story too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just helping them remember, even if, so the way Instagram works, a lot of people aren't, most of your followers don't even see the stuff you post. Like maybe yeah. half or a third of them actually see it. It's and not. if they see it, they scroll, they might not think about it. So giving telling that story over and over again, kind of helps, re- helps them remember why you're doing it and how it's so helpful and how it's really serving people. So I wouldn't get too stuck in that because I think it's something that could be told several times. That's a really beautiful story. And it's super important how you saw, I mean, how many times have I heard like Susan Peterson's story of starting fresh? picked and I never get tired of it. It's always really good to remember and, where and she like started. From yeah. Project, yeah. I mean, she's repeating. She even reshares videos that she shared six months ago. Oh yeah. I noticed that. And I'm like, yeah. I then watch it the second time that she shared. Yeah, it. exactly. And you're not like, Oh, Ashley, I've already heard this. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like remembering why you connected with her in the first place. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, looking at your content and I think that it's really, really good. And I think you're doing a lot. Like, I think you're basically just doing everything right. And so I love you showing the cards. Uh-huh. Yeah. The book club is awesome. It looks oh, like I love started that. A book club. that. I did because you said, what are you doing already that can help you now? And I was yeah. like, I'm always pulling quotes from books. And I was like, I could just do it as a group. Yeah. Yes. And it'll keep me accountable. I think that's such a good idea. What were you going to say, Ashley? I was just going to say, well, I was going to say, are you open to showing the cards individual? Then I scrolled down more and you already do. So yeah, I mean, it, I actually good. just made my like 
for this month, my like plan for posting. Yeah. Okay. And I'm planning to sh- do like more like individual card spot yeah. type things. Yeah. Because I used to do it a lot more. Um, I also think it's great because at the end of the day, your real true goal is to let the cards help people, yeah. to let the message help people and to build that community of support. Is that true? I mean, that yeah, no, it is. And I say, like, okay. cause some people can't afford them. I'm like, just go through and the single cards, just save the photos. If yes. you can't afford them. And that's why I love what Ashley's saying is share those cards on a regular basis. What kind of user generated content? Like, do you share pictures of other people sharing their cards? So once it's only been like five, so of all my followers and yeah. all the people who bought them, only like five people have sent me pictures of how they're using them. Yeah. And then I asked them and they're generally open to me sharing them. Yeah. Like they're five people. They said, yeah, yes, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but, but it's like, I, I want to be so careful because some people are following me and like, haven't told anyone. Yeah. And like, nobody goes through other people's like Instagram followers and like, well, who are they following? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I really want it to be like a super safe, like, yeah. And so I share at the beginning like when I was introducing my cards, like before I was gonna start selling them, I like shared people's they were holding papers with their yeah. faces. Yeah. And I don't know. I was thinking like of trying how to did, get more ways for people to be involved, but I don't really know how well, to do that without overstepping. I think that you just like people sharing photos like this. Yeah. Like I feel like, and I could be wrong, but people would share photos like that where it's their hand and they're holding a card. Yeah. And so I would even do like what like again we don't want to be too cute about it because it's very serious but just like in your head like what card is speaking to you Wednesday like internally and you're like hey on Wednesdays I love to hear from you guys what card is speaking to you today if you feel comfortable will you share a card that's speaking to you today in your stories and then you could even if you don't just want to repost it you could direct message them and say hey can I repost this yeah. Right now, like you don't have such a crazy volume that you can't stop and say, Hey, can I repost this? Yeah. You know, it's not like you just have thousands of images coming in and you're having to share whatever you can get. Yeah. You know? And so people in their stories, I think, would be like, This card is speaking to me today and take a picture and then tag because of what happened. And that just gets people sharing the deck and they don't have to say anything. Totally. Like this card is speaking to me today. And so many of these cards, no one can minimize what happened or like uh, my emotions are valid. It's such a good example. Like my emotions are valid. Like they can just take a picture of that card and it doesn't like, that's not so personal. Totally. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think now I think about it, like some people have done that. Maybe yeah. Maybe just need to take better advantage of it when they do do that. Yeah. yeah. Like my MVPs, you know, like those yeah. people who are like there for me. Yeah. Your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. Do you and feel like, are you connecting of the people you're reaching out to? Are they people who have been open already about trauma? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a huge group of people. Like Cause that. I do feel like, yeah. yeah, that would be like your target. Like people who are already comfortable. In the- and so what I would do is whenever you see someone who is openly sharing about their trauma offers them a deck of cards. Yeah. Do you do that? So I have like a, a budget for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like two decks a month. And I do try to do that. And it's, it's just like, it, and that's a lot of the influencer course. It's so yeah. listening to it. It's just trying to be like, if you would like to share, I would really appreciate it. Like you'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, but it's specific, it, I mean with any product, but with your product, really like you just got it. Like, like, of course, invite them to share it. And I get that it hurts, but at the same time, like that's the number one way it's going to get out is totally. people who are already talking about it and mental health do. professionals. Yeah. yeah. And I will say from like, since we've interacted that way, when you sent me an email, I wasn't that interested because it did seem like, oh, that's a lot to talk about. And I don't know what it is, but when you sent it to my house and I had them, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share these when I like had my hands on them and And seen it. So last year I did like kind of the same thing I said them to you. I was just going to send, I think it it was right after I listened to the, when Freshly Picked was like, I just send them to people. Yeah. That's like all I do. And I was like, Fine. Yeah. I only yeah. have a hundred decks, but I'm sending ten to people. Yeah. yeah. And every single person shared them. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, amazing. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. It's it like awesome. once you see them, you can't deny like the power of how cool something like that is. And the other but thing it's a hard to remember is just because somebody may or may not share them online does not mean that they're not sharing them. To their friends. To their family. friends. Yeah, for sure. Their family. They might go to a support group and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just, you never know how people are sharing. And that's, I really, like, you saying that makes me feel like I really do need to do some sort of website so that it's on 
something when someone gets it that they can direct people to other Yeah, guys. so that they have those resources and they're all in a place. Let's think about next steps for you. I think you know what to do with content. You're doing great on content. I think, you know, sharing, just know that there are people who just like you do want to share their story and you validating and sharing your story. That's a beautiful thing. There are people who don't want to share. They're not going to talk to you. And you could even have in your notes section of your phone, right? Hey, this was such a beautiful story that I think could help other people. I know sometimes we're in a place to share our stories and sometimes we're not. Is this something you want me to share with our community? If and you say like, I feel like this could help other people. But, but, you could, but I would definitely say, but sometimes we're not in a place to share. Yeah. Right. So you're saying you're giving them permission. You can empower other people, but you're not making them feel guilty where you're like, but this might not be a time for you to share. So is this something you would want to do with, with our community? Yeah, totally. And it's our community, not my community, our community, right? They're a part of the community. And so I think, you know, that's one way to get the word about the cards out. You should definitely get a website going. You can still sell on Etsy. Yeah. I And I would like to just, I, so I don't know if you know anything about like line sheets. It's, it's a thing yeah. that you have to have when you yeah. like sell products on uh-huh. wholesale. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't really know that. I Googled it. I was yeah. listening to like a YouTube video. Anyway, I was thinking, is that something that I have like on a website? You could, or you could say for a line sheet, email me. So that like, if it's not something you want to share with everyone and you want to build that relationship via email, then you can hop on a phone call with someone yeah. or talk to some, like just say for a line sheet or discounts email and, and email us here. Right. Yeah. So I would just do bare bones minimum. Just get a website up. It doesn't cost that much money. Yeah. My have... dad actually already bought the domain. Okay. Your dad oh, bought the domain. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good dad. <laughs> and just, you can even keep selling on Etsy. Keep selling on Etsy if you want to sell in both places. Right now you have the capacity to do that, but on a website, you're going to be able to have, you know, about me, the story of why I made these cards in whatever little or as much detail as you want, right? Again, it's like your story, you get to share, you get to decide how you want to do it. And then tips for gifting. Like, I don't feel comfortable buying these for someone. And then you could even have some testimonials from people on there. And you could have, you know, different things like, here's how to gift these. If you're interested in giving them, empower people on how to gift them. And then the other thing that I would do is just open up to the idea of speaking and sharing your story and any parts of your story in the community that you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That feel good to you, but also just give yourself like a lot of permission. Like everything with this is going to move at the pace it's supposed to move at. And you don't need to be like trying to push this big boulder up the hill. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking that because I initially I was like, this is going to be really hard because I'm pretty creative and crafty and I've tried to sell other things. Like I'm like, Oh, I made this cute thing. I'll try to sell it. Yeah. And it was hard, but then yeah. I like posted these and I sold like 30 decks in the first day and I was like, Amazing. Oh, people actually like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is true. It's just, remembering it, you know? yes. yeah. 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 And it's hard to sell the same thing over and over again. We get bored. Yeah. You know, like we get bored. And so that's why I think focusing on new things like the website and the book club is so great for you. And this could turn into so many things. Like these affirmations could be in like a journal calendar. Like my mom the other day, she was like, Can you Yeah. I know. Like, yeah, like it could. So right now, just focus on the little things. But like, yeah, I feel like this service that you're providing and it's so helpful. There's so many different ways you could do that. I think just like keep your mind open. Don't get so stuck in the idea of you individually selling all these decks. Uh Like, you know, get your brain in the place of I'm going to find an agent who's going to take me to like some sort of like publisher of journals and gift cards and, or I'm going to be speaking somewhere and I'm going to meet somebody who knows how to manufacture this stuff or just open your brain really big to that. And not this idea of you personally need to figure out how to do it. If that feels good and fun, great lean into that. But like, if that feels like a cumbersome burden, just like, there's no reason somebody can't show up and show you how to, to do that. Yeah. Well, and I also, it's, it's crazy that you do that because I've always like from the beginning, I was like, it kind of just like came to me. I'm going to say that I felt inspired to do it. Yeah. And like, I felt like someone was inspiring me to do it, whether it was like, whatever is in me, the person that wants to heal or like an outside energy. Yeah. And I feel like it belongs to survivors, like the idea and like the statements and like the community. Yeah. And so that definitely, I 
I feel like people take a lot of responsibility when they like come yes. and hold the cards. You know? yes. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful that it belongs to survivors. You know, that is just like such a beautiful idea and just have that on your website, man. These belong to us. Like these are our affirmations. I think you talk in the we, we talk into this is our community mm-hmm. and it's going to be really empowering for people where, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing. And so it's amazing that you're vulnerable and willing to speak first. We need that. So you don't need to take yourself out of it and don't take yourself out of it. But people want to share their story just like you want to share your story. You're not asking. I think like if you need to like, because you're very tentative about like, I don't want to, and that's good to be respectful, but you're not asking anybody to do what you're not doing. Yeah. yeah. And so just like, I'm not asking anybody to do what I'm not doing. I'm not asking anybody to do what I'm not doing. And just let that be like your mantra of I'm only asking people to do what I would also do. And if they don't want to do it, that's okay. Right. Because you really understand everyone's in their different timeline. So the, the two takeaways was all of your content is on point. Continue to gift the cards. Be smart about who you're gifting them to that user generated content, reflecting that back to your audience and then getting a website going. Was there anything else or does that feel good? No, it feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For sure. Good. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. So you guys can find these beautiful cards because of what happened on Instagram. And then you've got a link in your bio that takes them to all the places. Okay. So I think you guys can hear in there when I got really bold (laughs) with Miriam and I just was like, Hey, I really think what you need to do is heal. You've hustled, you've pushed, you've gotten yourself to a place where what you need to do right now is actually take care of yourself. And this business is going to take care of itself. And I've had a similar experience like that in different projects and different things where I feel like I'm being lazy or I feel like I'm, you know, not correct in easing up on myself and then find later due to timing and life circumstance, my inclination was 100% right. So here are some business therapy questions you can ask yourself to help you see what's the next right step for you right now. Maybe you're feeling like Miriam and you feel like you just need to keep pushing, 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 but something inside of you is saying, slow down and take a break. And I loved when I asked Miriam this question, imagine you've accomplished your current goal. What do you see yourself doing going forward? Like, what do you see for yourself going forward? So I asked Miriam if she'd sold 5 million decks of cards, what would she want to be doing? Oh, this is such a good question. Good job, Allison. Good job, Julie, too. She helps me look at the episodes and figure out the questions. So let's not take all the credit. But let's imagine you've absolutely reached your goal, all of your goals, whatever they are. What is it that you can see yourself spending your time doing? And this is going to really help you get down to your gut instinct, your gut intuition of what brings you joy in the process. I cannot stress enough the importance of finding joy in the process of what you're doing. And I have something that I'm working on that's just really loaded for me. Honestly, it's the dance parties. Let's just say it's the dance parties. The dance parties are so loaded for me because there was so much breakdown and hurt around them. And then there was also so much joy around them. So when I examine going forward, if I want to do a dance party, it can feel so confusing and convoluted. And I've just been expressing to the people close to me recently, like, I'm just having such a hard time knowing if I want to do it for like right reasons, meaning I want to do it, it's going to bring me joy, I'm going to enjoy it. Or if I'm feeling like, you know, it's something I should do, something people want me to do. Or if I really want to do it, but there's so much fear around it, that that's what the issue is. And similar to this, this is the question I honestly asked myself this last night. I feel fine sharing this. This is, this is, we're going in talking about being vulnerable and open. Last night, I had gone to this beautiful yoga class and I was driving home. Uh, Oh, I was listening to the four agreements. I'm going to be doing a super awesome read along on Awesome with Allison podcast with four agreements. Definitely tune into that. So I was reading four agreements and they talk about the angel of death at the end of the book. And it talks about death coming in and if you had a week to live. And I thought, if I had a week to live what would I want to do? And I think about this question often. If I had a year to live, if I was dying tomorrow, like, and you guys, 
I feel, I feel really good. Like I'm really not afraid to die. I obviously don't want to die. I want to be here. I want to do the work, but like, I'm super happy with how I'm showing up. And that feels really, really good to not have that fear. The thought that came to me was I would want to throw a big old dance party for the people I love. And I was like, okay, there was so much joy in that. Look how much joy there was in that. Does that mean I'm going to turn around and throw a dance party? Well, maybe. I don't know. Stay tuned. But but even it was so helpful because my gut instinct, and I wasn't even thinking about it at that moment, but my gut instinct was, I would want to be doing this. And when I asked Miriam, you've sold 5 million decks of cards. What would you want to be doing? You heard she had an answer. She let it just flow out of her. And I don't know. I think often, because I've had people say to me, well, I asked them this question and they're like, well, I just would want to spend all my time with my family. And I'm like, I, I think that's true to an extent, but I've talked, I, I mean, I've had the privilege of talking to quite a few people who have shortened timelines and they all feel an urgency to share a message and to leave something behind. Every single last mom who has had her time cut short that I've talked to has expressed that. And it's been a great honor to try to brainstorm with them a way that they can do it. And so don't feel like you're a bad person, a bad parent, a bad loved one, a bad daughter, whatever. If your go-to isn't answer, isn't just, oh, I just would want to spend every waking minute with my kids or with my partner. Maybe that is your go-to answer. I'm going to be honest. Notice how it wasn't my go-to answer. It was, I wanted to connect with people in a way that I love to, which is to throw a party for them. So that was a, that was like a really informative insight. Sorry to make that a really long business therapy question. Number one, if you've forgotten the question by the end of this, imagine you've accomplished your current goal. What do you see for yourself going forward? Okay. Business therapy question. Number two, are you on the right platform? We were discussing, is it time for her to get a website rather than just having an Instagram? When is it good to sell something on Etsy? Is it time to try a new platform? And I think there's a couple of ways that you can examine if it's time to change platforms or try a new platform is if you want to grow or expand in a certain area and you feel limited or like it's not working where you are, try a new platform. And by platform, I mean Etsy or Instagram or YouTube or in Miriam's case, getting a website. Okay. Maybe it's moving to a Shopify site. Maybe it's speaking at events. Maybe it's hosting your own events. Maybe it's being on Facebook. Maybe it's doing Instagram lives. Maybe it's doing ideas. GTV. So are you on the right platform for you? And how you can know you're on the right platform is, you know, you're getting the reach and growth that you want. Or another way to kind of decide if it's time to try a new platform or update a platform for yourself is in Miriam's case, it was hard for people to gift the cards. It was hard for people to learn about the cards if they weren't going to her Instagram. And in order to sell them and have them on a site and kind of have a cohesive story somewhere, especially with her type of product, that is really powerful. And before you freak out, I sold the How to Build an Awesome Brand workshop on a blog post for a year. I sold like seven workshops. I did seven in that first year. I sold it with a single blog post, not a website for a year before doing a sales page. And then I did that and then I did a website for Allison's Brand School. So are you on the right platform? Well, do you have the capacity? Do you have the resources? Do you have the time right now to branch into a whole new platform? If it's not an absolute necessity, then use what you have and don't let not having the quote unquote right platform stop you. That's why I love Miriam's story so much is she's like, oh, I didn't have enough money. So I donated plasma. I didn't have enough money to get boxes. And so I sold as many sets of cards as I could until I had boxes. She's seriously such a beautiful example of you use what you have and she's still serving and helping and touching so many lives by not getting stopped up by her own perfectionism. So are you on the right platform? That's something to examine, just a great way to open your mind and think about your business. And business therapy question number three, are you open to possible solutions and opportunities outside of your control? <gasps> so can you continue doing what feels right 
and trust that a solution will come? Or are you just white knuckling it, convinced that the only way it's going to get figured out is if you figure it out and you set down every stone of the path that you want to be on? And I find myself really, really easily letting go and trusting when it comes to certain things and then buckling down and freaking out and white knuckling it when it comes to other parts of my business. So I completely flowed and felt no resistance and awesome creating this journal that I'm doing awesome journal, which is coming out in a few months. We're so excited about it. And it just felt like this beautiful effortless project. And we're going to order the quantities and I just keep increasing it because I just feel so confident. I can be losing my mind. I just feel so confident upping the quantities. And Michelle's like, you were so mad last time I let you order this much of something and we didn't sell it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. And then it goes time to like do an event and I'm not worried about finding a sponsor. I find a sponsor. I'm not worried about finding a venue. I find a venue. It comes time to do ticket sales. And I'm like, if I don't personally sell every last ticket, I'm a failure and I need to hide myself in shame. And where's all that trust? and faith in the flow that everything was going to work out that I had literally 20 minutes ago. So I think a great exercise you can do for this, like sit back and look at your business, look at the events of your life. It doesn't even need to be in your business and notice the things that worked out. And I have been asking people to do this a lot. Maybe even on this podcast, I told you guys, I can't remember what I'm talking about, but I believe in it and ask yourself what things have worked for me. What things have come together? Did I find my husband, Eric, by scouring every last nook and cranny of the world and having it be the only thing I focused on? No. I didn't actually. And there was even a point where I said verbatim, I will never marry Eric Robertson. I said that one time and it's, it came together and it worked out. And if you have children, like you don't know what that family is going to look like. And sometimes there's a lot of pain and heartache. Maybe you're in that pain and heartache right now. But when we release that tension and believe that things are going to come together, I love this. It's a mantra from Gabby Bernstein. And I actually have it on my wall right in front of me right now. And it says, when I am patient, I let the universe do for me what I cannot do for myself. When I am patient, I let the universe do for me what I cannot do for myself. There's so much emphasis placed on hustle and striving and do your own way and you got to make it happen. But like I said before, guys, I just really, really believe and really want to have this be what you hear when you come to me. I believe in this, that all you need to do is work on aligning with your truest, highest power, with your most beautiful, glorious, powerful self, letting go of the fear, letting go of the doubt, aligning with love, leaning into things that bring you joy. You're definitely going to feel uncomfortable. There's definitely going to be pain and sorrow and all of those different things. But there's going to be like so much beauty as you lean into the things that you really truly are amazing at and you're going to grow into new talents and skills. And all you have to keep doing is just showing up and letting go. And when you're patient, you let the universe or God or energy or love do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Are you open that there are solutions and possibilities outside of your control? This might be a really, really hard one for you. And you might just want to reject all of this. And I absolutely respect that. So what I would ask you to do is say, but how would I feel if I did believe this? How would my actions or attitude change if I could believe this? And just try that on for size. Okay. Those are your three business therapy questions. Remember insight is cute, but action is what? Drop dead gorgeous. When you listen to the episode, I hope and know that you are getting lots of insight. But when you sit down and really answer these questions for yourself, that's where you're going to start to see and take action. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do. And I also want to remind you, we are so freaking excited for our mastermind retreat. Where I am going to get to look at you and do what I love most in the world. Listen to your dreams. Listen to your hopes. Hear what you are actually saying rather than getting caught up on the facts you're trying to tell me. like I did with Miriam, like I did with Dakota in the episode before, right? Like you have a story that you're telling yourself, 
come to our mastermind retreat and tell me that story and let me help clear it up for you. The story about your business, the story about why you can't do what you want to do, the story about why you're being held back or how you don't have the resources. That is the power of the mastermind retreat. I'm going to be there. Ashley Rose Reeves is going to be there. We already have a good amount. It's a very small retreat and a good amount is sold. And every single person who's coming is incredible. If they weren't, we would just say, oh, sorry, we're full. No, (laughs) everybody is an, an amazing just amazing places, lots of different places. And we're all going to learn so much from each other. So be sure to check that out at allisonsbrandschool.com forward slash retreat. So you can retreat yourself. And I love this review. It's from K Bugged. It's so great. And when you guys leave these reviews, it means so much. It helps boost us in the algorithm and we're going to send you goodies. So K Bugged, send us an email to info at allisonsbrandschool.com. But when you guys share about the podcast on Instagram, Julie goes in and checks and she finds people to send goodies to as well. So make sure if you're sharing on Instagram to tag Allison's Brand School because we want to thank you and invest in you for investing in us. And this is what K-Bug says. Seriously therapeutic. I honestly don't know how Allison can afford to give out this amazing content for free. You know what? I'm not sure either, but I am forever grateful for it. I own and operate a direct sales business and every episode that I have listened to has struck my soul. The actions she provides us are great. And I love the questions apply to every business. Thank you, Allison. You are so welcome. I love to be appreciated and I will continue to do this podcast as much as I can. And the more you guys share about it, you know, the more addicted I get to doing it. So (laughs) if you want to ensure the continuation of this podcast, share away, my lovers. I'm so grateful for you showing up in your life. I'm so grateful for you listening to this podcast because, you know, just by listening to this podcast or seriously any podcast, you know, you're learning, you're trying to grow, you're trying to step outside yourself and not get stuck in different spirals that we can get stuck in. And I just want to applaud you and commend you for that. You're doing an incredible job job. And I want to remind you that if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Love you. Mr. Eric Robertson wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune. <laughs>